this season on More and More Every Day. Let's do something together every day to be better oral historians. I don't know about you, but I love a daily task, whether it's a writing prompt to get me focused or a quick icebreaker to start class discussion. I love short, easy challenges. That's why this season's 10-minute or so episodes will feature experts, like-minded colleagues, resources, and things I'm learning along the way. But each episode will also end with a prompt, something you and I can do that day to improve our skills as oral historians. I'm your host, Summer Sherland. Let's do this. Now that your interview is done, it is time to do something with this historical source that you've created with your narrator. So what do you do with your interview and how you use it depends on the purposes of your research. So what are your options? Well, here's what the Oral History Association has to say about this. Quote, in order to enhance accessibility of the audio and or audio video files, an archive should provide when possible written documentation such as transcripts, indexes with time lags, linking to the recording, detailed descriptions of interview content, or other guides to the contents. You can do quite a bit with a completed oral history after the interview to make it useful and accessible, and you should, not just for yourself and for your narrator, but for future researchers. The first usual go-to is transcribing. Think back to my mention of transcribing a Neil Diamond song when I was a kid. That's transcribing, right? Word for word recording or writing of what was asked and answered. A lot of oral history collections require, prefer, or hire out transcriptions for every interview conducted. But at the South Phoenix Oral History Project, we go a different way. So today's challenge is all about our way, indexing. I like indexing because I think it's more useful to researchers and archivists alike. There's another benefit to indexing beyond simple processing and interview for curation in an archive. Indexing also forces us on the side of the indexers to interpret interviews as historical documents. As a researcher, indexing puts you in the position to listen to parts of an interview, analyze what was said, and figure out why it matters. So think to yourself, what is an index? What is Summer talking about here? How have you used an index recently and for what purpose? If you're an academic or a student or a researcher, it's likely that you are well acquainted with indexes. So feel free to tune me out for a hot second. But if you're new to archiving or you're a student who's new to oral history and history in general, you may not be completely sure what an index is. Basically, an index is a map to moments or mentions within a source. So my favorite example of an index is not academic at all. It's the back of a cookbook. Let's say I made a spice cake and now I want to frost said cake with burnt butter frosting, which is my all-time favorite. So, but I can't remember the recipe. I have to look it up. How do I find the recipe for burnt butter frosting? Well, I go to the back of the book and I look up burnt butter frosting. And I can do this in two ways. I can look up under B for butter or F for frostings, right? And when I find it, the name of the recipe will be listed along with the page number where I can find the recipe. So when it comes to oral history, an index is incredibly important. It will help future researchers to see right away how they might use your interviews for their own scholarship. It also helps you make sense of what your narrator and his or her interview have provided in terms of historical source material. Just like the index in the back of that cookbook, 
Your index will point researchers and you to the exact moments throughout the interview where you can hear your narrator discussing the figurative burnt butter frosting. Okay, so what goes into an index? What's required? How many categories do you need? What don't you need? How do you start? If you want a truly fantastic overview, I really urge you to take a look at the Louis B. Nunn Center for Oral History. They have a free tool called OHMS, O-H-M-S, which stands for Oral History Metadata Synchronizer that you can use yourself. You can actually upload your oral histories into the OHMS database, and it helps you build your index that way for free. They also have a slew of free resources and training on topics like indexing. We use their training constantly at the South Phoenix Oral History Project because it's all available on YouTube. How you index will depend on your research, your archive, and your needs. So for us at the South Phoenix Oral History Project, we look for about 10 to 15 segments per hour of interview. Each segment requires a timestamp, a title, a description or synopsis, keywords and subjects, and a partial transcript. So for today's challenge, I'm going to ask you to do two things. Right now, go grab your journal, paper, Word document, whatever you're using as part of your challenge uh, in in this podcast series and follow along. The first part of the challenge is a brainstorm. All right, you've got your paper, you've got your pen, you've got your whatever. On the far left side of the paper, write these words in list or bullet form, one on top of the other. Ready? Timestamp. Title. Partial transcript. Keywords or subjects. Synopsis. I'll read that list again. And feel free to pause the recording as you go. Timestamp, title, partial transcript, keywords slash subjects, synopsis. Now you've got those words written on the left-hand side of the page. Now I want you to brainstorm your definitions for each of these terms with regard to an oral history index. What do I mean by title? What's a partial transcript, etc.? So while you do this, please hit pause on the recording so you can take your time. I'll be here waiting for whenever you're ready. All right, welcome back. Now I want you to compare what you guessed to how we define each of these aspects. We looked very closely to the Louis B. Nunn Center for Oral History when we designed our indexing standards. So again, I really do encourage you to check them out for more specifics. And I have linked to their many sources in the show notes. All right, so like I said, we do about 10 to 15 segments per hour of interview. For each of our segments, we require a timestamp. All right, look down at your page, see if your definitions compare with mine. Like I said, for every hour of interview, we require about 10 to 15 segments within each index. So each segment requires, check your list, see how your brainstorm lines up with what we define each of these terms. A timestamp, meaning when does that segment begin? And precision is key here. This is not an area to round up to the closest minute or the closest five minute. You wanna be very precise. When does that segment begin? Title, the title of the segment, not the interview. So for example, the title of your segment might be Growing Up in South Phoenix or Family Life. Partial transcript. 
the first few words spoken at the exact start of the timestamp. Again, be precise. So for example, uh, some of my students like to use the questions as the moment where they start each segment. So the first few words would be something like, tell us about growing up in South Phoenix, or what was your first job out of high school? Some students like to start their timestamps with a moment when the narrator begins talking. So the partial transcript might read, I loved growing up in South Phoenix, or when I got out of high school, my first job was dot, dot, dot. So these are just the first few words spoken at the start of every single timestamp. And again, I cannot stress to you how important it is to be precise. Think 20, 30, 50 years from now, someone's using your index to find a moment in the interview that they're specifically looking for for their own research purposes. You wanna help them get to the exact right moment. All right, this next section, keywords or subjects. The Nun Center has an excellent description about the differences between the two. But basically at the South Phoenix Oral History Project, we combined these two terms to mean topics discussed in that segment. So think of keywords or phrases your narrator says like housing or tuition or social justice. These are things that they actually said with their own words. And subjects are like things that he or she may have said, but not explicitly, right? They were talking about it, but they never said the words civil rights or redlining. So we use a keyword for our search bar on the website. And so the more terms or uh, subject terms we can put into the index, the more likely future researchers are to find those topics within a segment of an index. So again, the more specific you are, the better the tool works for researchers. And then finally, synopsis. Synopsis is what is your narrator talking about? This is your summary. You're the researcher. You don't have to pull exact words. You don't have to worry about exact phrasing or words. You're not looking for the precision of the timestamp. Instead, you're telling me what this moment in the interview is about. So for example, Vanessa describes growing up in New York City. All right, reflect. Did you get it right? Did you get it wrong? Why or why not? When I see you next time or when we meet next time, I will have a second part of the index challenge. And essentially, I'm going to have you practice. All right, let us know how it went. Hashtag more and more every day at SMCC History. We want to hear from you. Tell us how you did today at SMCC History. Use the hashtag more and more every day on Instagram and Twitter. Our email is historysouthmountain at gmail.com. And I hope you follow us, write a review, or suggest us to a colleague. More and More Every Day is brought to you by the South Phoenix Oral History Project at South Mountain Community College in partnership with the Southwest Oral History Association. Music by Noah Gattel.